Welcome to the Pull Apart Podcast. This is Josh Heiser here with James Prophet and special guest Tommy Jewell. I'm recording this after the fact as the first minute or two did not record correctly. So we're going to jump right in with our recap of night one of WrestleMania 36. You just couldn't have hung with me and DX and Stone Cold and The Rock and Booker T, which was sort of an odd tag on entry there. But yeah, it was just like, you guys suck now. And then Old Man Undertaker came along and beat up one of the top modern guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the conclusion. Like, yep, the old are really the best. The end. So <laughs> if I were to tell you guys... 10 years ago, that we would see AJ Styles and The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Is this what you would have been salivating for? Okay, so I I want to say I was just really harsh on that match, right? It actually isn't that bad on AJ, because it was in a freaking graveyard. It's not a match. It's just goofy anyway. And... Also, I didn't, I didn't hate all of it. I thought most of it was fun enough. It was, it was what it was. It was silly. It was goofy. I will say though, when the hearse pulled up and the druids got it out and they opened the casket, I was so hoping that was gonna be the Undertaker because Josh, that would have proven you right for every bad <laughs> thing you ever said about the Undertaker. <laughs> Right. That well, been the dumbest crap of all time. I figured the rest of the night was enough to to prove me right about the Undertaker, but <laughs> I mean, so what was the swerve that he's the American badass Undertaker instead? Like, I don't know. Was he, was that supposed to be a mind game? Years. That was like his normal, not you know, stupid death pun self. I think was that supposed to be like a mind game with. AJ because he was wanting old school Taker like like dead man Taker I, Tommy do you have any thoughts on this oh, I, I have to give I mean for what credit you know I I, 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 I used to be very excited when Taker would come out like when we saw him down in Miami when we got to go to, to Mania. Like, 28, yeah. The end of the yeah. era. That oh, I mean, it did the era. It, possibly. Well, <laughs> yeah. Just out of the match. But, t- you know, Taker coming out what used to be, like, one of the highlights. And, unfortunately, after the past couple of matches, it they it's, it's dimmed. But I think they're really trying to give some... some you know, mojo back to the phenom being at WrestleMania. And so I think they went really over the top and they had to kind of go with one of their top guys who was willing to sell at that level. I think they tried to do it with John Cena a couple of years ago. Like, oh, John Cena's here. Oh, look, Taker just flattened John Cena. But I was like, eh, it didn't quite Didn't quite take. So I think they just kind of threw all the theatrics in there. Which, so... (laughs) 
I, I was feeling it for a little bit like, okay, yeah, if we're going to make him the immortal dead man, you know, why not? Well, and like yeah. with the circumstances, you know, they had to do something. Like, mm-hmm. like my wife was saying, she was hating it like I was, but she was like, it's hard to really crap on them because, you know, they're doing the best they can with what they've got. And they, I think yeah. they just thought, you know, well, we can produce this and we'll have time to make it good. And, you know, I thought it was weird that it ended the night, but I don't I, know. Hmm. I, you know what? I always get it because with the mute, I was saying I was feeling it for a while. Kind of like Tommy said, I didn't hate it. I thought I was kind of negative at first, just talking about it to make some jokes. Actually, <laughs> actually thought it wasn't half bad. It was kind of good. Um, it was cheesy as all get out in some parts. <laughs> but, I think when I texted you know. my brother and Ashley and uh, my wife was, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> so I was, it was a, essentially a short and Clint Eastwood movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, and set in Buffy the Vampire Slayer universe. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So with the Buffy thing. I did notice that AJ kept using the word bitch, which, which I found annoying. It was a lot of bitches, yep. But one of the most iconic lines is uh, uh, Buffy punches this vampire friend of hers in the nose when he's out one night. She says, what are you doing here? Five words or less. And he says, out for a walk. Oh, bitch. Counting <laughs> off the fifth word on his hand. <laughs> this match had nothing as good as that line, <laughs> but it was an okay match. Hey, but Josh, you said it was the dumbest shit you've ever seen, right? Yeah. Was this dumber than um, the House of Horrors? House of Horrors. I was trying to, yeah. I was trying to debate that in my head the entire match. Um, I don't, I don't think it was as bad, <laughs> but okay. it's up there for me. All right, let's do a roundtable, Tommy. To you, yes. what was the most egregious thing about this match? What was the worst? The worst? Well. The worst part was there was no dilapidated boat. I mean, if you're going to go for a short film, you have to have a dilapidated boat. Okay. All right, Josh, <laughs> did you have a least favorite part? Oh, I think my least favorite part was when Undertaker was buried and came back from behind AJ Styles. I mean, the lights came on. I laughed out loud at that part. I just was like, <laughs> I, I, wasn't supposed to. I get it. Like, it's not. I don't know. It's just it, I never liked obviously the supernatural stuff cuz I'm just like this is wrestling. Like AJ's supposed to be talking crap to him for the last 2 months about how he could beat him in a wrestling match, not how he could, you know, murder him in real life. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. So I, that part I was like, "Oh my god." Like uh, the, like, why they, did AJ challenge him to this match and not vice versa? Yeah, like it just—I don't know. So that—that that probably be it for me. To, like you know, beat him at his own game, I guess. I don't know. The, the set, close second was when the Foot Clan showed up. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was awesome! I, like, all right, so if you didn't see this, like. Anderson and Gallows, AJ's like uh, henchmen, his cronies, his stoogies, they approach The Undertaker and they say, like, we're not even close to being done. And they, like, knock on this metal, was it a barn, was it? 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, like a and shed, like, like a large shed. Yeah, like a large shed, and like the wall filed down, and like ten dudes dressed like the Undertaker druids all walked out and surrounded the Undertaker. And then they all looked at each other menacingly, and the Undertaker, just like Clint Eastwood said, if we're going to do it, let's do it. And then the Undertaker walked around in a circle and punched each of them one by one while they stood there waiting for him to punch them and did nothing. Was there... (laughs) Worse than Bond Ninjas. (laughs) Was was there sound effects, like, added in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was... It was like some dude that works for WWE who wanted to be a filmmaker was like in heaven because he could finally show what he was <laughs> capable of and made this. Well, The Undertaker has always been tight with the production guys. You know, he'll put his hands up and they'll turn the lights on and things like that. So <laughs> he had the production team on his side for this. That's true. So, yeah. Do we, do we want to do uh, star ratings? So yeah, so Josh, you've mentioned that you think it's really funny when Dave Meltzer gives something to Dud, like it's not even worth a rating. (laughs) Is this worth a rating to you? I think given the circumstances and that, uh, you know, I was also wondering this, like, was this their plan before COVID stuff happened or was this their, like, if this was their plan prior, then I'd give it a Dud. But if it's... (laughs) If it was a, well, this is what we got to do, I gave it a half a star. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just because they were in between a rock and a hard place. All right, Tommy, what about you? Five stars is like a classic, and zero stars is one of the worst things you've ever the seen. What would you give it? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, still going, I'm still going to give it a solid three. Mm-hmm, okay. Okay. Um, just, just because they, it, this was a solid attempt at trying to bring back the mystique of the of the Undertaker that the past few manias have kind of diminished. Well, especially since the end of the uh, streak. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, giving credit where credit is due, if anybody should have that, should be Undertaker. So, it was a valid attempt at what they could do with what they had. Okay. All right. I'm gonna give it two. And I might add on half star just for again for effort. This was not the worst WrestleMania main event I've ever seen. I'd sooner watch this than The Undertaker to Sid. I'd sooner watch this than Triple H and Randy Orton. I'd sooner watch this than Triple H and Roman Reigns. It was shorter and it had more, at least more turns in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. I I like I've got a soft spot for that terrible Sid match though. <laughs> really? Why? Just because it's the era that was my my biggest fanboy, you know, ninety six, ninety seven. I just was head over heels, so I remember liking it just because it existed. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And I'll say I like everything up to the bell ringing in the match, and I like that the Undertaker wins a belt at WrestleMania. Right. I think that was it too. It was like, he finally got it and he does the whole knee thing, which is cool. So, but I, I'm not sure I've ever watched that match one time in my life without falling asleep. <laughs> maybe the first time. Well, I think I had rose colored glasses for a long time and I watched it maybe two years ago or something. I was like, Oh my God, this is dog shit. But 
Um, <laughs> like I said, it's it's still Sid. I mean, you know. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> I've tried to like it a bunch of times, and every time, like, 90 seconds in, they lock in a bear hug. I'm just like, oh, gosh. And then I fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you guys want to run through the card now? Sure. Sure. Now that I've... Oh, hold on. Okay. Here we go. Pre-show. Who watched the pre-show uh, I besides didn't, me? I did not make it to the pre-show. I... No, yeah. Uh, Dad duties would, would not allow me to do pre-show. Okay, Cesare beat Drew Gulak. It was okay. Nothing really happened. <laughs> Moving on. Um, opening video. Okay. What was up with the opening video? <laughs> so, I, I have a little bit of a problem with them keeping the pirate theme after they change locations. Am I crazy, or is that like they already had a million dollars in production value into the graphics and said, F it, we're still in Florida? <laughs> I am... Um... <laughs> Somebody familiar was narrating it, and I missed who it was. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. In a world voice guy, right? I thought it was a comedian. Uh, Was it not? I had the same thing where I recognized him, but I wasn't sure. So I tried to find it on Twitter, but couldn't find it. Okay, yeah, this review I'm looking at at uh, WrestlingInc.com, they don't mention who the host was either. Or who uh, narrated the video. Well, whoever it was is better than LL Cool J. Okay. (laughs) Hey, you take that back. Ladies love Cool J. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Josh, don't don't make me get into this debate with you. I'm I'm bringing out all my my hate for this mania. (laughs) All right, so the America, the beautiful thing. I thought that was really cool. What about you guys? Uh, may have missed that. What was that? That may have so been. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. It was a medley of different of past American oh, that's vehicles cool. kind of worked in to, together. They did it well. It was yeah, it was like cool. they, every line they would switch a former WrestleMania performers like Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight, Ray Charles, Boys to Men, John Legend. Like they were all I dig that featured in this package. Nice. Well, I had I had only one problem though. No no rock and robin. <laughs> oh, that's right. No minus rock and robin. It was it was a minus that it was a great montage. If they would have just flashed to her for spacious skies, that would have been the best WrestleMania moment of the night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh opening match. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross against Asuka and Kyrie Sane. This was my favorite match of the night, actually. I thought this was wow. great. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I think I was saying before we started recording, this was the one that I missed a little bit of for dad duties, but uh, I, I still loved it, what I saw of it. and I mean, I'm a big fan of Bliss and Kyrie Sane, uh, both of them, so I was excited for the match. I was glad it let off. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good choice for an opener. Tommy, what did you think? Yeah, no, um, a solid opener. Um, it, you know, it's great. It really shows where, uh, especially women's wrestling has come, where you can just throw you can throw them in at any part of the show, and it's like, oh, okay, 
you know, it's it's legit. It's not a a bathroom match or anything like that. Um, it, but then, and aside from that, it was just uh, yeah. I mean, just really well paced, uh, and and they told a good story. Okay. Anybody surprised by the title change? Not really. I thought it was cool. Yeah, but. yeah I'm, I, and I'm, I'm happy anytime uh, Oscar uh, um, might, you know, kind of get back on her own. Uh, I don't think they use her the best, but I like her as an, uh, as a, uh, I like her when she's uh, doing single. Yeah, I wondered if that's where they were going. Maybe a feud or something. I'm glad that they. I don't know. I. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Uh, next match. Let's see. Elias versus King Corbin. I actually thought this was fine too. <laughs> what I saw that this part of it, uh, kind of <laughs> entertaining a baby. And I think this is when I was cooking dinner tonight, but I thought it was fine. But Josh, Tommy, what did you guys think? You guys actually saw the whole thing. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Tommy. Oh no, it was good. Um, it, yeah, I, I think I think they placed it well in the card. Um, I think if they tried to make this like more of a main event match, it would have probably scored lower. It was it was well placed. Um, like my my. The thing that really made me decide whether a match was really good or not, if the wrestling made me forget that there was no crowd, yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, that was a great match. And this match never made me forget that there was no crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I was... I have not been watching the last couple of weeks of this or AEW where there's no crowd, so this is my first time, and it was pretty awkward for me to watch but i was telling jess that i think you know fans that are watching every week they're a little bit used to it by now but still for a wrestlemania to not have a crowd it's just a bummer <laughs> oh yeah right yeah yeah all right so nothing too memorable there next one becky lynch versus Shayna baszler only went eight minutes and 42 seconds yeah, that was that a was surprise. The first thing that surprised me. Well, especially with her winning. I mean, it was just kind of like a dominant win and that you know, nothing not building up anything in the future it seemed like. I thought maybe somebody was going to come out or something, but Well, I mean, she won with her roll up, you know, so it's not like she made her tap. So I think we yeah. get her a rematch or two. But I mean, on one hand, 8.42, I think that's a great decision because I don't think Shayna can go 15 minutes and keep it entertaining. But at the same time, <laughs> well, yeah. this is a match that could have made a vid in night one had it gone longer, and with the power of editing, maybe they should have tried. When I saw the card, I thought maybe it was going to make a vid. Yeah, just because it's too. Becky. Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like a longer match to me. I didn't I didn't get a, you know, I didn't actually see how long the match was, but it seemed like a longer match in a good way, I guess. I think that, um, that Shayna, as she seemed like this, of all the people, even given the theatrics of Undertaker, like, to me, she seemed like kind of like the scariest heel yeah. of the night. 
Yeah, I agree. Which, you know, especially when she was taking uh, Becky and just kind of like, you know, wrecking ball uh, the, the announce table with her. It's like, yeah, that 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 would hurt. I don't want to <laughs> run into her on a bad day. So I, I, I think... My... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I, I think it played out well and the fact that they were able to do that in eight minutes and it wasn't a squash match, I think it went pretty, you know, you know, well, well played. I don't get how someone can give Scary Seal the night to someone aside from the rider of Undertaker versus AJ Styles. <laughs> it's like, yeah, old is better all the time. These young people, they suck. I, I assume that that, that that was written by the Undertaker. Is that... <laughs> Fair. <laughs> the Undertaker and Vince collaborated on that one. That that might have been improv, you know. Brett helped a little bit. <laughs> Brett Hart gave that match. Um, ten, what is it? A ten. three out of ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite meme right now is Bret Hart is not impressed. Three out of ten. <laughs> Which I think is how he rated Triple H and how he rated Ric Flair after they wrestled a few times. <laughs> All right. So, Tommy, right. this may have been your favorite match of the night next. Um, Intercontinental title, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. Hmm. Well, uh, I, well, you know, I, I, I am a huge fan of the DIC title. I, I feel sorry for anyone who's never had one personally. It, it, it's a great feeling. <laughs> You've had one on the video game. <laughs> <laughs> it counts. Our apartment league when we live together. <laughs> no, anyway. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always confident in Daniel Bryant. Um Sami Zayn have never been the biggest fan of Sami Zayn. Uh, always kind of found him, um, I don't know, he just never connected with me, but um, got to give the devil his due. He really performed well uh, in this match and proved me wrong tonight anyway, as far as how I usually feel about him. Um, and yeah, just told a really good story. It was one, one of those matches, like there's points in the match where I was like, you know, that I forgot that there was no crowd. So it's like, well played, well done. So, you know, definitely thumbs up to Sami Zayn. He really proved me wrong tonight. All right, Josh, what did you think? I, I can't believe you don't like Sami Zayn. He's amazing. <laughs> I know it's, it's just one of those things. I mean, you know, I can't take any away from the guy. He's just one of those guys that never connected with me, but he he did tonight. Oh, I, and Josh didn't like Kevin Owens at first. Yeah, that was was a long time ago, James. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, dude, Josh. What did you think of the IC match? I, I liked it. Um, I mean, I I like Sami Zayn. I I think, you know, he's. Not always been used the best, but I, I do like him as Intercontinental. Um, and I thought this match was, was good, just like two good technical wrestlers, and they got to show their stuff. I, I didn't love having a ton of people out there with them, but I get it, so yeah. it's it's fine. But um, 
I thought Daniel Bryan, some of his stuff looked amazing. Just, like, really hard-hitting, like, just really looking legit. So, um, yeah, I dug it, and I was a little bit surprised by the outcome, which was cool. Yeah, I'll say you said Daniel Bryan's stuff looked legit. That dive to the outside, I was really worried Daniel had just, like, given himself a stinger when he banged against the barricade, right? Yep. But um, that aside, yeah, good match, good match. And, again, this one went nine minutes. One of the themes of tonight was they really only had a couple of matches go kind of – I think they had three matches go about 18 minutes. And Why do you think that was? Well, I mean, with no crowd, I think it's hard to... God, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to keep it out there too long unless yeah. there's something really special going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of, though, the next match is one of the matches that went 18 minutes. John Morrison, Kofi Kingston, and let's see, it was... Jimmy one, one of the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. You know, they're hard to tell apart, but you can tell because they have the letter on their pants, right? So Jimmy has the J. J for Jimmy. And then J. That's like me and my brother. Right. Okay, so this was, I thought, a fantastic ladder match. Um, Really, really good. Maybe this should have been match of the night. I just really liked the tag match, and I really love Asuka. Yeah, this, this was my match of the night. I I will say I didn't quite understand why there were single wrestlers for tag matches. Was that was somebody hurt or something? The Miz backed out. He didn't want to oh, compete to stuff. Okay. I knew there was probably something like that, but I just wasn't aware of it, so it was a little confusing at first. But still, I mean John Morrison and Kofi Kingston in a ladder match in twenty twenty can't complain. <laughs> right. This is one of the matches, by the way, that shows you that you can't really trust the rumor mill. Uh, for like the last two weeks, it's been reported that Jimmy Uso fought John Morrison in a one-on-one ladder match. And so when they started advertising the triple threat, this would always get brought up as like WWE false advertising and bait and switching. And so that's been mentioned everywhere for the last two weeks. And then at the end of the day, like, nope, just a spoiler report was wrong. This was the match the whole time. It's weird. The internet so, got it hey, wrong. Meltzer, you got it wrong again. Was it Meltzer? <laughs> I think it was Meltzer. Oh, sad. No, well, he's. I mean, he's gotten a ton of WWE <laughs> stuff wrong in the last year. He should just stop reporting on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His contacts are what they used to be, I guess. Yeah. And well, it's almost like he either really really sucks or somebody was screwing with him <laughs> or they hear something and then they're like well let's just do the opposite yeah it was like one week he's like well you're not gonna see rusa of anymore in wwe and like the next week he was back on tv <laughs> and then the next and like it was, it was legit the week after that like well plans changed and this is asked about some other guy this guy was like he's no he's definitely gone he's he's never coming back he was on tv like the very next episode and it got to the point where, like, his co-host had to address it. He says, like, either Dave was wrong every time or Vince has gone crazy. I know which one I'm picking. 
Which is, again, it's kind of one of the things, like, that's the guy that works for Dave Meltzer. Like, he has to defend Dave Meltzer, but that was just a really stupid way of doing it. Yeah, I mean, Vince going crazy doesn't explain, like, bad information. Right, exactly. But it's not really Meltzer's thing to say, like, I got some bad info, or, yeah, it turns out I was wrong about that one, or I was speculating mostly. So, and then there was like this thing with Seth Rollins where they had a talent meeting and he said Seth Rollins like spoke up and everybody resented it. And then Rollins came out with like, yeah, Dave Meltzer, I read your thing. I never spoke up. This never happened. It's not making crap up. And then Dave Meltzer was like, oh, so I got some bad information. Apparently I was wrong. I apologize to Seth Rollins. Apparently this didn't happen. I checked with other people. So it it was just like a bad six months for Dave Meltzer. <laughs> you know, Kenny Omega's not having seven star matches. He doesn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, this, uh, although the the uh, the, uh, the uh, ladder match did have one of my uh, mania moments of the night, though. Um. Oh. The, the first bump when uh when Jimmy Uso when he, uh, when when his ladder got kicked and, and he fell my uh my eighteen month old went uh oh huh? <laughs> so you know amazing he, 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 you know, it, it, it was it was well played he got he got a reaction out of my eighteen month old so by the way Josh did you watch this with your kids. The kids were around. I don't know that anybody really watched it besides um, Louie maybe watched a little bit of the ladder. He watched most of the ladder match because he was pretending to jump off of things. Um, okay. Cool. I was I was texting James before it started that there was a, a trailer for the whole night and my, um, what is he, four-year-old was uh, terrified of The Fiend. So our conversation from whatever that was six months ago or something was accurate about the fiend being terrifying for children and you yeah. know it's not cool the, other part of the conversation was accurate too in that the fiend is actually a really stupid character i'm sure we will have plenty to say on that tomorrow but yeah i i, <laughs> I saw that uh cena thing from raw this week and i just wanted to puke <laughs> so it was so yeah. dumb did you see the John Cena promo that got released on, I think it was WWE.com, and posted to Twitter and then deleted? They deleted it? Well, they deleted it. So this was something different. I didn't see this, okay? But this was like him. I don't know if it was like work shooting. I guess it was, right? Okay. But he was saying how... He's getting really annoyed by a certain group of guys in the locker room that talk about, oh, I deserve to be here. I deserve a spot, blah, blah, blah. And if you want a spot, you got to fight. You got to earn it. You got to step up and really over deliver. But some people just think they're entitled to it. And maybe Bray Wyatt is the guy first in line saying he's entitled to this spot. Maybe he's the biggest complainer of all. And so it was just sort of this thing where it didn't really fit with the feud. <laughs> But he just sort of lit off randomly on some people in the locker room and then singled out Bray Wyatt in particular. <laughs> He's like, I'm allowed to. We have a match this weekend. Right. <laughs> and then they took it down. And then they replaced it with a different promo where he leaves out all that part. God. So weird. Right. 
Very odd. Seen as such odd. like a company guy that sometimes I really wonder what he what he actually thinks, you know? Yeah. Like I wonder yeah. what he thinks of this whole um fiend gimmick. <laughs> I think somewhere in that promo that, that late he said it was like another cheesy gimmick or something like that. Or he said, no, he said like it's Husky Harris in a Halloween mask or <laughs> something awesome. like that. Same old Husky Harris but in a Halloween mask. Yikes. So yeah. So I'm looking this up right now. Sure. Alright. But uh okay ladder match. Any other thoughts on that other than it was just really good? I I love um, the ending. How did it end again? I, I forget. I could already. I could be wrong, but I don't think this has ever happened. So I was thinking that you two would know. Um, but they basically threw Morrison off the la- top of the ladder. All three of them were on ladders at, up by the belts, and they and had the belts like just fell with Morrison. He I, yeah, I think he grabbed onto them, or maybe they just fell. I couldn't really tell, but it was it was like confusing in a good way. You were like, oh. He fell off the ladder, and now it's them two left. But then you're like, hold on, he's got the belts. So, I, like I yeah. said, I can't remember that ever happening before, which is always cool when there's something new in a ladder match when there's been so many of them, you know? But um, I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was a well-played ending. Okay. Yeah. Also, um, was really impressed with Kofi tonight also. Yeah, yeah, he did great. Did they never refer to him as a former WWE champion? They, I don't know. They did talk about how he's kind of, they said, uh, I know JBL said Kofi Mania, I think, once or twice. Yeah. They talked about how he's okay. really, like, the kids love him and all that kind of stuff. But Okay, cool. I, I know they hadn't been doing that a lot, but I was hoping they would at WrestleMania since last year was a big year for him. I mean, but... He really he he took and gave like some pretty high impact moves. I was really impressed. Once again, uh, I, I I tend to like Kofi about as much as as Booker T did back in the day when he was commentating. But uh, but <laughs> Kofi again really uh really stepped it up, proved me wrong uh, uh, tonight. So major kudos to him. Okay. Okay, so I can't find that promo, but I keep finding stories about it, referencing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, he calls uh, the Fiend Husky Harrison a mask. I'm not afraid of the Fiend. The Fiend has been able to manipulate his way into the WWE universe, blah, blah, blah. Um. I've been in a lot of situations at WrestleMania where they anticipate a big back-and-forth brawl um, that is going to be epic, but this isn't going to happen. Bray is going to get his ass handed to him. So it just sounds like a normal wrestling promo, but at some point he just started talking about guys in the locker room. All right, so anyway, next match. Um... Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. And by the way, before we go to this, I want to mention our friend Ryan is a big John Morrison fan, right? 
Yeah. It kind of annoyed me that John Morrison ended up having maybe the best match of the night so far <laughs> and the one on top of it. Just just because, you mean? Just because, like, I always bust just yeah. shops about, like, John Morrison, and I try to argue that he sucks, <laughs> even though I know he doesn't, but I'll always argue that with him. And, yeah, Morrison had a great match, and then he won the match, so... Yeah, I look. I'm gonna get that rubbed in my face next time I chat. Ryan's actually watching WrestleMania right now as we speak, so I'll see all that soon. All right. Anyway, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Josh, this is like your two dudes coming together. Well, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was match of the match of the night for me. I did love it. Um, it was very good. I was really mad when, and when I when it looked like it was ending in a schmoz. I was like, "Yeah, you texted me right." I, I was just like, "Not at Mania. They should never have any friggin'." Anyway, um, and then I fell for it. I should have known, but they so they restart the match and they do no DQ, and it was just really good. There was a lot of symmetry in this match, which I loved. It was like a super kick by Owens, and then later a super kick by. Rollins, just stuff like that. There was a lot of, and um, Owens had that awesome spot going off of the um, WrestleMania sign, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, and pop-up powerbomb, that was good to see. Yeah. Yeah. You see, that, that's, why, that's why they had to keep the uh, the pirate theme so so Owens could go off the, the sign. Yeah. It was already yeah. kind of worked in. So I think I missed that part. Was that with a cannonball that he did the head? He he pretty much just jumped like and just oh, yeah felt like it, it was. At first, at first I thought it was an elbow, but in the super slow replay, it pretty much just looked like he jumped off Shane McMahon style. I saw a lot of tweets <laughs> saying that he has worked <laughs> too much with Shane McMahon. Now he just jumps off stuff, but um. It worked in the match. I thought it was cool. It was almost kind of fully esque with how the table came apart too. I mean, it was it was one heck of an impact. Yep. What did you guys think about Seth Rollins's uh, Messiah entrance? Uh, it was all right. That's what actually Steph paused it because I was outside with our baby for a minute while they were doing entrances, and she paused it. Said, "You have to watch this. This is really fun." Really? Yeah, yeah. She thought that was kind of a hoot. So <laughs> I gave and the coat, the white, you know, the hands kind of pushed together in the classic prayer motion. I thought it was really fun too. So you, so you got Steph pausing and rewinding wrestling now. That's exciting. She paused that part for me. She <laughs> like she was downstairs. She wasn't really watching it. She was on her phone a lot. Zoe was playing some uh, games on her tablet. Um, and, you know, like, we got a lot of education apps on that thing. Yeah. And uh, I think she was just playing normal games, um, though. But anyway, yeah, we put a few normal games on her for things like this. Like, oh, hey, please. <laughs> please let us ignore you. <laughs> Not that, but, you know, like... <laughs> Led, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, I wanted to really be able to concentrate on Mania. It didn't happen, but I got to watch some of it. I got to watch a lot of it. I think. Well, maybe tomorrow. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll figure it out sometime in the next couple of weeks. I'll give it a solid attention watch. All right. So, anything else? I was surprised that Rollins didn't win. I really thought Ko was going to do the job there. Yeah, I was too. I I don't know. I was so used to Rollins being champ that I kind of just assumed he was still winning. But I'm glad to see it. Yeah, he no. was very bad. very happy to see Owens win. Yeah. Rollins was all over that Mania intro video. If you didn't know better, you might think he's the face of the company. Yeah. All right. Next match, the Brawny Strongman against the uh, WCW World oh Champion from 1998, Goldberg. <laughs> uh. So, uh, match of the night? Huh? I, I was very happy with the outcome. Yes. It's had happy Goldberg lost. <laughs> he should not be champion in 2020. Yeah, I and mean, I was happy it went two minutes and 13 seconds. I assumed it would, but uh, you know, with a different outcome, and it started out that way. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. Just why do you even do this anymore? <laughs> and then, know. you know, switcheroo. When he hit like four spears in a row, I was thinking the same thing you were. I was like, oh no, please. It's such a bad decision. Don't just double down on it. Yeah. So maybe they're they're listening. What was that three years ago or whatever it was where they said they were going to start listening to fans? Oh, yeah. And then like three months later, very much, <laughs> I think Vince even said, like, I don't care what the fans think yeah. or something. <laughs> just kidding. We're going to listen to the fans. Also, here's the WrestleMania main event with Roman Reigns. But James, the, and gentlemen. the biggest fan is Vince McMahon, so they're listening to the fans. <laughs> That's the way he's explaining it away. Who did Triple H beat at WrestleMania the year when Vince said that? <laughs> I can't remember. Was it, was it Kevin Owens? It was somebody that was like that. That was like... They've never fought it. You know what? Actually, I think if I get my timing right, I think that actually may have been when uh, Triple H and Stephanie lost to Angle and Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Ronda. So, see, I try to bust on the game, uh, and he just goes and proves me wrong. <laughs> well, Happy Triple H Day. It is Triple H Day. <laughs> it is Triple H Day. Oh, my gosh. All right. So... Yeah, I mean, it was two minutes. There's really not much to say about it, right? Strowman right. hit four power slams and pinned him. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been wanting them to put the belt on Rom for a while, though. I'm I'm glad to see it. So you think he'll be a good champion? I, I, I think if they, if they play it right, I mean, almost kind of, you know, pull from the Goldberg card, you know, I mean, just have him destroy people for a little while, be a monster that he is. And he can also talk. So, I mean, you have one up on, like, let's say a Goldberg. So He can talk, he can. But I don't look forward to his matches. I think he has good matches with Roman Reigns, usually. That's about the only guy I've ever seen him have a match with that I thought was actively good. No, Yeah, I mean, a, a Braum match should be, like, a good Goldberg match, which is basically the professional wrestling version of a Mike Tyson fight back in the day. Or, you, you know, like I think JBL said, you know, they don't work by the hour. So it's like, that's how you do it. You, you give the fans a crazy two minutes and, you know, 
just you know, gr- uh, grunt, yell, walk out, destroy, grunt, yell, walk back. I mean, that's basically it. And the best example of that of all time is probably that great WrestleMania 33 match with Brock and Goldberg, where they just go <laughs> to the wall for like four and a half minutes, hit like home run after home run, and then it's over. And you're like, yeah, Man, that was amazing. Well, I mean, it, it's heavy hitters. You want to see the big heavy hits, and then that's it. All right, so Josh, do you agree with... And by the way, I am not looking forward to Braun because I don't look forward to his matches again. Oh. But Josh, what about you, man? What do you think? I, I am very pro Braun. Uh, we were watching it, and when he won, I was you know surprised and excited for him. And I was like, that's the first time he's won the belt. And Josh was like, really? He was so... You know, popular there for a while, and I was like, "Yeah, that's why everybody was mad at them because they kind of just shrewded his run by not giving him <laughs> the belt." It was just like he was red hot, and they're just, you know, nope, sorry, he's not ready. And then you turn around, and it's been like two years. So, like Tommy said, I think he could be a really good champion. I'm, I'd be really surprised if they let him do it though, just from past experience, you know. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if he can work WWE style. The, the, so, the thing is, he does. Was, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. He, he does play that Goldberg role, though. So I think the only way that he could do it is if, if Goldberg just wasn't there. So I, I could see them doing some sort of like two more matches with Goldberg and swap the belt, and, and then that's it. And he's, you know, he can say that he was champion one day, but that was. You know, not that's the end of his title run, so I hope not. So I was rooting for Braun Strowman, and actually, uh, my oldest daughter, whom I love so much, she was too. We were watching, I forget the name of the show, it's a really popular show. They sell toys at like Target, they're all over the place. It's about some the it's office? Not a cartoon, it's like, what? <laughs> so the no, office, not the office, it's about this boy and like his dad and they just do goofy stuff i i've only actually watched it with her a few times um she's only watched it a few times i think but Bar- but uh braun Strowman was on that show just oh. today wow and so yeah just i happened to be watching it with her and so she, i told her like he's a pro wrestler he's gonna fight tonight at wrestlemania and he's gonna get a title shot and yeah, and so when he came on, what was she watching when he won? No, but I <laughs> told her when he came on, and I told her when he won. Okay, so it's called Ryan's Mystery Play. Oh, That's freaking Ryan! Yeah, Louie loves that. Okay, so you know that show. Yeah. All right. That, cool. that, yeah. That's, okay. that's not in my kids' library yet, I guess. <laughs> All right, Ryan's Mystery Playdate. It looks like Braun Strowman appeared on the February 13th episode of it. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Maybe the March 7th episode, one of those two. But yeah, and now he's the champion, so... It'd be weird if your daughter became the number one Braun Strowman fan. (laughs) (laughs) Because of that show. Yeah. She she actually she was waiting for Bailey to come on, and yeah. since Bailey's not on until tomorrow night, I think she wasn't as interested tonight. All right, 
guys, we're up to the main event, and I would say the review that I'm looking at, that person gave the main event an A+. What? This is what they wrote. I don't know what else you could have wanted from this match. This went so far beyond anything resembling sane or rational and went completely and went into complete insanity territory, making it one of the most entertaining things I can remember WWE doing in a all capitals long time. Of course, it's not good, but that's the point. This was entertaining, and that's a lot more than you are going to get out of most Undertaker matches these days. Watch this and be prepared to laugh quite a bit because it's like Final Deletion, but with production value. You know what? That's exactly what I thought, and that's why I hated it, was that it was the Final <laughs> Deletion, but with production value. I literally <laughs> thought, that I'm like, this is that's what's so endearing about the Final Deletion is yeah. the goofiness. It's cheesy, and it looks cheesy. Yeah. <sighs> I don't understand I the... Uh, they, they, they almost should have um, dialed back the uh, production value um so it would have looked like um like a grindhouse movie or something yeah, because, be cool. i mean the the quality of the the writing was almost on that level anyway and they should have dialed it back a little bit yeah that would have been cool really sell it what song did the undertaker come out to on his motorcycle it sounded like a metallica song yeah that's all i can make out yeah. was metallica yeah, that's I feel like to tell you. Yeah, I felt it was so good for not knowing it. <laughs> um, okay, so I mean, <laughs> do you guys have anything else to say that we haven't said about the main event? <laughs> uh, I I think it's kind of weird when when it's when when people say like, "What more could you expect?" I mean, the WWE made the match and they put it on last so like there should be expectations that it be a better match i don't know i i mean i get what what that phrase means it's just it's freaking wrestlemania <laughs> like i don't know there's let's, nothing that could have done you know been better for tonight let's talk about that because that is one big aspect of the show because everything was pre-recorded one of the big talking points from the last couple of days in the internets has been that they can put matches on in whatever order they want. And this was, you know, obviously a very carefully selected choice. It's WrestleMania. They want to end on the highest point of tension. And, you know, after the Roman Reigns main evented WrestleManias, they kind of really got to put their best foot forward here and, you know, at least attempt to do that. I can't think of anything that happened tonight that would have been a better choice. Well, uh, go ahead, Tommy. Well, I, I mean, if, if you're going to go for a match uh, both in kind of like quality and effect, I think they should have went with Owens and, um, and Seth Rollins. I think that could have that carried the, uh, the show to the end, especially with how they ended it, really kind of I mean, they're really working hard to try to give Owens that kind of stone-cold kind of credibility, which I think he can totally pull off. Um, kind of an everyman, I'll fight anyone kind of kind of guy who has, you know, just that, well, you know, that he'll fight anyone. Yeah. I, I think they should have went with that. Let me be the devil's advocate here on that one, then. 
Sure. No title on the line, no stakes on the line. It ended with a disqualification before it got restarted. Do you think that would have been anticlimactic? Just no. like that's it for night one, because there weren't, there wasn't anything big on the line there, and I don't think either one of those guys have the name value of of the Undertaker, definitely, and maybe you could argue of AJ Styles. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. I mean with the ending with the th- the jumping off the sign and stuff, I felt like they could have sent everybody home, you know, excited for more of those two together. Because it wasn't like just a... I mean, he did do, you know, the stunner and pin or whatever, but it wasn't just like a normal match. So there's more that we could see between the two of them. I don't know. I, I think, like, maybe not from the night, but... From the two nights, they could have swapped around a little bit and had a different match be the main event. Um, or maybe I thought Becky and Shayna, but I, like you said, I don't know if she could, Shayna can go that long. But They may have tried, too, you know? Like, they may have... There was one point, I think, in Rollins-Owens where... I could very clearly tell that they edited. Like, okay, they just cut something out right there. Yeah. I think it was on a replay. They did a replay. They made it take up the whole screen instead of the corner, you know? Yep. And so I wonder if after a while with Becky and Shayna, they were just like, well, I mean, we can't really get it better. It's just getting worse the longer we make it. So sorry. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Quality over quantity. Right, right. But I, to your point, I, you know, Rollins Owens was a better match. I think so. Well, it, it, it depends on it depends on what fan you're trying to go for. It's like, yeah, yeah. Are you going for the fans that want to just see, you know, the Undertaker because it's WrestleMania, or do you want the fans because you got the two? Top, you know, top performing guys in the company going crazy on each other, and a great match. Yeah. I mean, they went with Taker, but I don't think it was a terrible call. But it's not the one I would have made. But again, I'm not Vince McMahon. I'm I'm <laughs> curious what tomorrow's main event will be because that'll be like the quote real main event, you know? True. Okay. I mean, are I'm you assuming it's Brock. It's going to be but... Brock versus Drew. Yeah. Like I'm thinking it will be. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of a bummer okay. that Drew McIntyre might win the belt with nobody in the crowd. I feel bad for him because he, you know, has deserved it for so long. But, you know, that is what it is. Yeah, okay, I, I mean, it's that... almost the same with, uh, with Brom. You know, he really. He really deserved it. He got to destroy Goldberg it, at WrestleMania, and you know he's there yelling at, a, at an empty crowd too. So. Yep. I feel kind of bad for Braun. Like with Drew, if he wins, it'll feel like a coronation. You know, like okay, we've been building you. This is your big moment, and now you're the guy. With Braun, to me, it very much felt like well, they gotta get the belt off Goldberg. You know, there was no... They didn't even get, like, a video package. I don't think Brown got a pre-match interview, you know? Yeah. It was just sort of like, this is the match, and now it's over, yeah. and there's a new champion. On to the Undertaker AJ. Yeah. 
It's weird. Well, it's almost it it almost feels like it's a stopgap measure where it's like okay, you can put the belt on Brom for when we can get uh Roman back out here and then Roman can take it from you. I hope it's not true, but it wouldn't surprise me. Okay. All right, Josh. So to back up the conversation for a minute, Tommy brought up Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens as the main event. What would you have picked to be the main event if it were up to you? So you're so you're saying like everything's already been recorded, right? <laughs> everything's been recorded. Okay. I mean that does make it interesting because like I keep thinking of it as like just a live pay per view. I'm like, well put friggin' Becky on last, but yeah, with the match that they had. Uh I don't know, I me mean, I, I guess I would have just done Braun and I mean I, I like having the belt on last, so I probably would have done that. Okay, I I totally would not have just because to me the whole thing felt anticlimactic. Like the match itself I didn't I wasn't that into and the pre match wasn't anything and then and then it was over. I think like entrances to finish that whole thing probably took seven minutes. And like to Tommy's point, normally I really like those hard hitting quick matches that I like Brock's five minute matches, you know, but I wasn't feeling this one so much. Yeah. That makes sense. I just, I think with all of the times that they have done it with Goldberg or Lesnar, it'd be cool to do it and do a swerve, you know, especially at Mania. I mean, if it was night two, I definitely would say no, but um, for night one, it's kind of like, eh, you know. And and to get so, people to watch the second night, I don't know who is watching that Taker match and being like, oh, man, I got to watch that. I mean, literally, my, you know, brother and Ashley, they were like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I texted in the middle of it. I was like, who's excited for night two? And they were like, no. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if that would have changed if they were watching Goldberg last, but they did like that match, though. So, the, the Goldberg one, so. Okay. Yeah. You, know, you, 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 you young guys talking, I mean, you're just proving The Undertaker right. <laughs> well, what's funny is Joseph is a freaking mark for The Undertaker, and he, even he was like, this is dumb. But <laughs> I don't know. Just, just two dudes' opinions. <laughs> like you said, that whoever that was gave it an A+. Plus. I, I couldn't exactly tell what was going on on my phone because I was recording this or whatever, but... I think my brother sent me a po- another positive review of it, so it looks like people are digging it. Just, just not me. More to come. All right. So overall, night one on the huge sliding scale that we're on right now with this WrestleMania, no crowd, everything's different. Um, a, B, C, D, or F? Tommy, what would you give it? Uh, overall, I'm going to give the night a solid B. Uh, I had, it, it was fun. It, it it was more fun than I thought it would be without the crowd. Um, yeah. It wasn't, yeah. So I mean, hey, they 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 put on they put on a good show. And considering most people are probably watching it for free, <laughs> with how like all the different ways to watch it, I mean, you're definitely getting you know you're you're they they did. A very excellent show for you know for for what people are probably paying for it. So. 
I would also, and again, this is on the sliding scale. I'd also give it a B. Um, I really like the Rollins Owens match. I really like the ladder match. Mm-hmm. I really like the tag team match. I True. thought everything else was good to find. You know, the Braun thing, it was short and it had a major instance with their, a major moment with the title change. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of all I really have to say about it. I liked Becky Shayna. It was short, but I thought it was good. And that's kind of it for me. I'm like, and it went three hours. I can't understate that. Yeah. In three hours, it started and it finished. I didn't have to stay up too late at all. I was happy with the three-hour time limit. Overall, I was a happy viewer, so I'll give it a B. Like, there was nothing I'd consider, like, classic, but everything was like, yeah, this is a weird WrestleMania, and you know what? That wasn't half bad. That was pretty good. Josh, how about you? I don't know, man. I keep going back and forth. I, I, my gut was a C, but then, like, the whole give him a pass thing. I just think, like, they've got... I don't know. I, I can't help but think of NXT, you know, like if, okay. with the people that they have on their roster and this is WrestleMania. It's supposed to be the biggest show of the year. And I know there's like the whole thing of like, this is really for, it's not for the fans fan. Like this isn't for the hardcore yeah. fan. So I get all that, but it's just for me, like if you could have had Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano out there and like, you know, Kevin Owens, I mean, that match was awesome, but I just mean, like, all of the stuff that they could have had, like, it's just hard for me to give it a B, but also, like, who cares? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) no one cares what I think, but I just, I don't know. I'm going to say C, and I'm not being a hater. I just, I don't know. No. You know? Yeah. You're right. It could have been a lot better, like, the matches that we really liked, like the ladder match, the tag match, the KO Rollins match, they could have had a card full of those matches if they had added in the NXT people. Yeah. Yep. And they could have just built them up so... I mean, I, I get, like, on a normal WrestleMania night why you can't have NXT, but make each night four hours and put Aleister Black and, you know... Well, no, he's, he's WWE now. You know what I'm saying? Gargano and Cole and... Even freaking Finn Balor, my brother, who's like a very casual fan, was like, where's Finn Balor? I'm like, he's not going to be on both nights, and that's, like, criminal. <laughs> yeah, even, but even somebody like Keith Lee, I mean, that, that this would... Right. WrestleMania would be an excellent thing for him. I mean, me and James got to go to one of the last shows they did here in Ohio before everything shut down, and the, the live crowd was eating, you know, he had him eating out of the palm of his hand. Yep. Uh, there, there's yeah, there's tons of talent both on the mic and in the ring they could have really exploited for Mania. If they would have taken out like, like two matches each night, you know, and added in like the Keith Lee North American Triple Threat from this past week's NXT, the Gargano Champa match is going to happen this coming week, and then the Cole Velveteen Dream match they've been building. Ray Ripley. Yeah, I mean, well, Rhea Ripley's got the match with Charlotte tomorrow night. Oh, that's on tomorrow night. Yeah, sweet. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm gonna, night. I'm gonna tune in. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you're right. Like one more hour, you know, or just take two matches out, replace them with two other matches, give yeah. the undisputed era a tag match. You know, oh. 
it would have been a great show. Like, it would have been, like, even without crowds, you would have been like, man, this had good match after good match. Especially in their, you know, hometown, Orlando. <laughs> Florida. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> the pop? <laughs> <laughs> so here's a, a weird take I had. For all of the, the Big Bang Theory type shows that I hate with canned laughter, I, I thought I would be fine with canned audience noises in this. Does, is that crazy? I just was like, that's half the half the fun of wrestling is the crowd. And like, I don't know. I know they could have really messed with like, you know, given like Goldberg the biggest pop of the night or something. But um, I don't know. I just thought that could have been kind of fun. Maybe try it for one match or something. But who knows? Maybe they did. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's just what... it's all you know. It's all silly anyway like why not but what, what what they should do is just put like a laptop on all the seats and the, then just have a live feed of huh? fans just watching from there that would have been awesome so then you still have a crowd of like you know let's say you have a thousand computers with the volume kind of fed in where you can kind of have a general uh a, a general hum of the people reacting that would have been great. Well, Tommy, that thing you brought up, apparently it was considered to show like various celebrities and various wrestlers and various people in the company from various locations and have kind of like in a bottom corner of the screen sometimes. And so they'd like pop up and be cheering when something big happened. It did seem like a pretty straightforward, aside from the main event, like evening of just, you know, there there wasn't a lot of buzz or like um what's the word i'm looking for i don't know like people in tuxedos and stuff like that i, I figured they might make that overstated because of just making up for the lack of a crowd but it seemed like they didn't do anything at all yeah, yeah. maybe that's tomorrow and... no go ahead i'm sorry I, I just said maybe that's tomorrow maybe they'll do all that kind of stuff tomorrow I mean, they kept making a big deal about, you know, multiple locations, and tonight we only had two. We had the Performance Center, as far as we could tell, and then we had the Graveyard. <laughs> Which was what behind the Performance Center. <laughs> That's where they bury all the people that can't have a good match with The Undertaker. <laughs> so, one of the things I, that I, I couldn't help but think of I tonight... I couldn't help but think about it tonight. They had this WWE commercial a couple of years ago, right? And oh. in it, Daniel Bryan would like walk out and his music would play and Pyro would go off or whatever and he would start doing the yes fingers and then they'd expand and it would be an empty arena. They'd say, WWE is not the same without our fans. You are what makes WWE. And then they show the full arena and it looks really cool and all that. <laughs> but my mind went to that almost all night, just thinking, like, yeah, it's not the same without fans. As good as some of this is, the wrestling crowds are what make wrestling so fun. The crowds more than anything else sometimes. Especially WrestleMania. Yeah, you know, it's Stephanie McMahon, that intro, kind of made it a point oh. after saying, you know, like, we're trying to give people some entertainment during Corona. Thank you for... You know, choosing us, we'll try and give you a good show. 
she mentioned, you know, it's different not being in front of 80,000 people. And it is different. And it was different. But it, I was expecting it to be a lot worse than it was. I was pretty thoroughly entertained. And again, I had a good time in the Corona world. You know, it's nice to be entertained by something. And I, I had fun tonight. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's this, you know, homeschool version of, you know, what's going on in the world. You know, they yeah. you had, they weren't able to do what they normally do. And they did a pretty good show with what they had. So tomorrow night, are you excited about anything in particular? Um, I'm always excited about um, seeing um, Charlotte, especially when it comes to Mania. She always is willing. I mean, I mean that that's one wrestler I thought that was just going to kind of like go on her good graces of being Ric Flair's daughter. But man, I mean, I, I love Charlotte Flair, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that match. She's never um, been bad, is the thing. Like, she's no. always been good going back to NXT before she was champion, you know? Yeah. She She's she's one person who's willing to go out there and try to prove it. And she, and what, what that just makes me like her more because she could have just kind of probably slid right in and did safe matches and not really care. But she, but she goes out there and she tries to live up to that flair name like you know every match yeah absolutely absolutely um so you're excited for the edge comeback yeah i mean anytime edge is involved i'm excited i am i i haven't been watching a ton so i'm not sure how he looks um <laughs> looking at the card now Definitely not that. I mean, it's weird to say that a match involving Randy Orton is the match that I'm looking forward to the most at Mania, but I, I think that is, <laughs> it is that to see Edge and him go at it. So, and also the the Charlotte one, it's pretty high up there as well. I mean, I was. The last time I really got to see Edge anywhere was at his Hall of Fame induction. So, yeah, that it, just as high, I guess, also for me with Charlotte is also Edge coming back. I mean, just for the uh, that 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 connection with him being a fan for so long, getting to see him come back is really cool. Yeah, those will both be really good. The Rhea Charlotte, I'm sure, will be great. The Edge Orton will be really great, I bet. I'm excited for Drew versus Brock. I think mm-hmm. that'll be another, you know, bang, boom, bang type match. And I think Drew will win, and I think he's ready for it. So I'm really excited for what will probably be the main tomorrow night. I think it'll be good. I mean, they got to give it to him, right? You think? <laughs> You think? You'd think, but I've thought that before. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, they'll squash him, and in two more years, he'll lose to Goldberg and finally get a title. (laughs) 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 All right, so uh, can we talk some nerd stuff? Sure. In the future, when we discuss like 
favorite WrestleManias, like when we rank the WrestleManias, does WrestleMania 36 get ranked together, or do you rule Night 1 and Night 2 as different shows? I, I, I mean, personally, I think it depends on how this changes, if it changes the format of future WrestleManias. Um, you know, if, like, they're going to, like, oh, wow, it worked this year, maybe we'll just do two nights of, you know, live WrestleMania, which might be kind of interesting. Um, but I, I think it'll have to be all together. Well, that's how I would do it. I agree. And I, I kind of think that they won't do it again, just because, um, I don't know, to me it was, like, a way to make this one different with everything going on. Um... I don't know. I, I guess if they get decent ratings or whatever, maybe they'll do two nights next year to make up for the money they lost <laughs> this year. See, I thought they made it two nights as a defensive move because I can't imagine watching six hours of wrestling without a crowd. Touche. Even as big oh. of a fan as I am, yeah. So I thought True. that was really smart. But I will also say I wouldn't be surprised if it stuck. I mean, they've got the stadium booked for like the whole week anyway to set up. So, you know, they they usually. And especially if they took the time to also add in all the NXT stuff they have, I mean, you could be looking at some, uh, you know, a really good two night. Two seven hour shows is what you're saying, Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, we got a C, two Bs, overall, I think we'd all give it a kind of a, a thumbs up-ish, right? Kind of a tepid thumbs up. It's it's so weird, it's hard to judge against the other WrestleManias. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're looking at a solid Orange Cassidy thumbs up, I think. It was a very, <laughs> Here you go. It's a very, very good episode overall. <laughs> With no crowd. With no crowd. All right. Uh, I guess that's it for tonight, Josh. Is there anything else you want to talk about, man? No, I'm good. All right, Tommy? Uh, No. Uh, Thank you for uh, involving me uh, here. Of course. It's good to to talk to adult humans. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being on our podcast. Even if it is about a child hobby. Well, if you look at the demographics, not so much anymore. Yeah, a child, a 45-year-old child. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tommy, by the way, rules at Photoshop, Josh. So one of these days, Tommy, I'm going to bug you about, like, hey, you know our WrestleMania 17 thing, how much Josh made fun of that intro. <laughs> you should make some photo things of people. <laughs> Watching WrestleMania in the dumbest spots possible. Oh man! Oh yeah! The, oh yes! Oh yeah! No, we, we can get that moving. I'd say like right. three or four of them have to be racially charged too. <laughs> so, like, are you talking like Native Americans wearing like war bonnets and uh, <laughs> just little tiny? <laughs> Uh, things covering their genitals and then holding a television watching WrestleMania while they danced around. <laughs> I'm saying if that still was in Tampa Bay and it was pyrethene, we could have been in for a bad promo. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my goodness. All right. Well, I guess that's it for the pull apart. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll be here tomorrow night for night two. Hope you enjoyed Woo. WrestleMania if you watched it. And we'll talk to you later. See you guys. See ya.